Sometimes a sports commentator will say, you know, so-and-so is playing the game of their lives, they are unbeatable. And soon after they sort of fall flat on their faces. And you might say that the commentator puts the kiss of death on them. Um, that's one way that we use the phrase the kiss of death. Or you might think of a mafia boss sealing the fate of a rival by kissing them. The kiss of death. Or you might think of Judas betraying Jesus. That famous kiss of death. But actually, the original kiss of death happened to Moses. Here's how it came about. Uh, Moses has finished the last of his Deuteronomy sermons to the Israelites, and now it's time for him to die. You see, at a key point in the life of Israel, he had not believed in the Lord. He had not trusted the Lord. That's the assessment of Numbers chapter 20, verses 8 to 12. Therefore, like the rest of that faithless generation, Moses had to perish in the wilderness. Moses, Mr. Law, he would fall short of the promised land because of unbelief. It would be Joshua, whose name means Jesus, who actually brings in the people of God. However, even though Moses' death in the wilderness was a sign of the Lord's inability to save, um, the Lord wants everyone to know Moses is still very dear to his heart. Uh, Moses himself is saved, even though he symbolizes faithless perishing in this Old Testament role that he plays. If we were in any doubt about the Lord's enduring love for Moses, we should read, read the details of Moses' death in Deuteronomy 34. Before he dies, the Lord allows Moses to see the promised land from the top of Mount Pisgah. Just as the law pictures the good life but cannot produce it, so Moses can see the good land, but he cannot enter it. Once he has surveyed the land of milk and honey, verse 5 says this, And Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in Moab, as the Lord had said. That's one way of translating it, but as the Lord had said would be more literally translated, Moses died by the mouth of the Lord, by the mouth of the Lord. And this is what the ancient rabbis picked up on. They claimed that, Moses, that the Lord gave Moses a kiss of death. In this way, kisses kind of bookend the writings of Moses. His five books, uh, also called the Pentateuch or the Torah, meaning the law, these five books begin with a kiss of life for Adam, Genesis 2 verse 7, but they end with the kiss of death for Moses. What a terrible tragedy that those created to share in the life of God should perish in the wilderness. But this is where the law takes you. It takes you to Mount Pisgah, but not to Canaan. I wonder how you face death. How do you face the futility of a life lived in the shadow of death? It's interesting to think of Mount Pisgah. It kind of represents the height of earthly expectations. Mount Pisgah is the highest that you can get. It's the best you can hope for in your own strength. We can do great things and we can die surrounded by friends and family, surveying a lifetime of achievement, but still it's not enough. Even the greatest lives fall short. We all end up buried in the plains of Moab, just as Moses was. If our story ends here, it is a terrible tragedy. So where is the hope? Well, Deuteronomy 34 ends by saying that no prophet had arisen in Israel who was like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Right? That's a reference to Deuteronomy chapter 18. 
There, a prophet like Moses was promised who would come and redeem the people. Moses was not the true prophet. Joshua was not the true prophet. But centuries later, the true prophet arose. Moses as Lord came in the flesh. And in many ways, he retraced the steps of Moses. You see, he too perished away from his community. He too went up a mountain to die. But it was not death by kisses for Jesus. He would taste the full bitterness of death. Curses were promised for our disobedience to the law, and Jesus took those curses. There was no face-to-face fellowship for Jesus as he called out to a black and silent heaven, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But Jesus takes our darkness and gives us his light. He takes our God-forsakenness so that we can have face-to-face. Jesus takes our death so we get the kiss. Mm-hmm.